0: This episode is brought to you by the American Homebrewers Association, a network of more than 40,000 people dedicated to the appreciation of beer, cider, and mead. Join the AHA for just $3.99 a month at homebrewersassociation.org.
1: Hey guys, I just want to give a special shout out to our sponsors, Simi Valley Homebrew, who have been there since day one, helping and sponsoring our podcast uh come visit us at our new location which is actually five times bigger than our old one still at the simi town center mall at suite 530 come check out the brew built x1 uni conical and x1 uni pro conical fermenters in person those things are amazing shiny conical fermenters uh, but yeah, come visit us. And we're also going to do start start doing classes soon on April 17th. That'll be our first demo. Come check us out. Follow us on Instagram at homebrew or follow us on our website at seamyvalleyhomebrew.com. Thank you for tuning into to Brewed Up, a podcast where two LA-based female homebrewers chat, laugh, and learn about craft beer, homebrewing, and whatever else comes to mind. Tyler and Laura both have brewed many styles of beer, cider, and meat and are always up for experimenting. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, HoppedLA.com, and wherever else you'd like to listen. Now, here's the show.
0: Homebrew Aries and Herminies, and welcome to another episode of Brewed Up. Tyler, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking the London Lager from McLeod Ale Brewing Co. What about you? Mm-hmm.
0: I am drinking, uh, it's a lot, it, uh, I don't know what it's called, it's in French. But it's a pastry stout from Van Nuys Brewing Company, which is the same as (laughs) McLeod.
1: it sure is. Yeah. (laughs) So a little while back, we got to sit down with Jennifer Bowes. Hopefully we didn't butcher your name, Jennifer. We love you. Who, along with her partner, Alistair, founded McLeod Ale. McLeod Ale specializes in traditional British cask ales and just British ales in general. Um, while their second brewing company, which is what Lori is drinking from Van Nuys Brewing Co., makes classic American style beers and lagers and all all sorts of crazy shit. I mean, like she said, she's drinking a pastry stout. I know they make sours. I know they make hazies. So it's kind of like they're like, you know, little off brand. Let's have fun with, you know, crazy beer style situation. So basically they have it all. And their story is pretty cute. Pretty cute.
0: This fun and candid interview is brought to you by the Grainfather, the the original all-in-one brewing system. He's here, our father of grain. Looking to level up your home brewery? The Grainfather G30 has a Bluetooth controller. Start your strike water, control and manage your brew sesh, set mass schedules, and even build recipes with the Grandfather app. Thank you, thank you, thank you, BSG Handcraft, makers of the Grandfather.
1: Also, join us, yes, virtually at the Women's International Beer Summit. I know you guys have seen our Instagram and seen their Instagram. Boop, 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 boop. Um, April 24th and 25th, so that's coming up in like a week or two, a couple weeks. Tons of excellent brewing and craft beer content from a bunch of dope ladies across the country, I believe, and like commercial and home brewing. Open to all, the summit is dedicated to furthering the empowerment and education for female, identifying brewers and enthusiasts through opportunities for networking, learning, and celebration. Check it out at queenofbeer.beer. Go there for registration, tickets, info. Um and uh check us out. We'll be doing a talk, a beer talk on that Saturday of the conference. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, come check us out. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for inviting us. Uh Queen of Beer, she brew women international beer summit, which is also sponsored by BSG Handcraft and the American Homebrews Association.
0: So good. It's like all I wrapped know. up. Uh, Special. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, McLeod Brewing is located in Van Nuys, California, aka The Valley. <laughs> the Val Val has spacious outdoor seating, serves domestic style beers. You get your IPAs there. Right now, I'm drinking a 15% pastry stout. It's I'm 15% going to be slurring my words soon. It sure is, Holy honey. Holy crap. And they also have a lot of British styles ale, Scottish ales, English ales, Irish ales. Very, very exciting. Ales are on cask, on nitro, in a keg, in a can. They also have cider, wine, and delicious, delicious pizza. So if you're in the area, you definitely need to check them out.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say McLeod is one of the first craft breweries I ever went to when I was getting into beer and home brewing um I lived in Van Nuys and didn't even know it was up the street so I was looking for breweries and it popped up and I was like let's go and I didn't know anything about British beers and I feel like it was a great introduction into craft beer so thank you and I'm super stoked that we got to go there and talk to Jennifer um she's dope she's one of the owners like we said with her husband Alistair she served us up some samples of cask and kegged beers um you guys will kind of see the with the fun we had with the flight that she gave us um so yeah i came on a flight and some on some very cool custom cricket paddles <laughs> which uh is what you hear us fussing over so without further ado here's our interview with jennifer Bose from mcleod ale brewing thanks again jennifer you were great and uh hopefully we get to talk to you again soon
2: Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Like these are, like uh, there's some subtleties in here that you can't really see when the glasses are in there, but cricket bats, like I sent them pictures of vintage cricket bats and with a cricket bat, there's like this slant and then there's like this plane that's like a a little triangle Uh (laughs) that they actually, like there's the tip of it's here and then it widens. You can't really... Like oh, I you said, can kind of yeah. If I take these out, let's see if we can see this.
0: And it has, like, the sport tape, too, on the handle. That's so...
2: Yeah, see how there's, like, oh, a line, wow. like a V? Yes. It's very subtle, but... It, like, is very nice the, woodwork. And the, and the handle. Oh. Of course, then we changed our logo, too. <laughs> right after we did it. Good, bro. <laughs> Wait, you did? I thought... The, the well you know actually out? we're about to repaint that I mean oh, we just um nice. you okay. know we still have the hat but we just kind of like made it like you could see it on the door that's open it's just more okay McLeod ale Got it.
1: nice yeah
2: all right so these smell yeah. wonderful um
1: should we just like jump in yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. okay so Jennifer tell us like what is your role here at McLeod
2: um i am the idea girl okay that's what they call me sometimes i like that title but really (laughs) i'm just um i'm the co-founder with my husband alistair okay and I do more of the administrative stuff. I do, um, I basically pick the team, you know, I'm the team picker. And I do a lot of the marketing and I work with the graphic designer on all of the branding, all of the merchandise, any kind of advertising, all that stuff. I'm also the one that kind of pushes forward, like, we're about to open a second location. And that's because... Congrats. I, you know, that's my job to realize we need to do that. Yeah, and then yeah. it's my job to find the second location and get that whole ball rolling kind of thing. So I kind of, I'm the main you're captain like of, managing, of the
1: ship. Yeah, you're like managing all Wait, the
2: like. Wait,
0: where will the second location be?
2: Highland Park. No
0: way. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Okay. I'm so excited. That's cool. Okay, we need more beers like this in LA. I'm sorry. But like <laughs> the IPA scene needs to be like. Okay, you've had your fun. Now it's time yeah. to enjoy other things. Yes,
2: although we do make a good IPA. But okay. Yeah. yeah no yeah, disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the
1: roots the roots of McLeod are like very unique to the LA beer scene. Yeah. Right? For the most part. I mean I mean at least when I was first starting to come here, it was like almost only British beers and then you guys expanded, which is totally like makes a lot of sense. But um yeah, when I first started coming here it was like British beer and I was like I don't know what that is but it's around the corner and I'm going to go and it tasted so good all these beers. Yeah and you know (laughs) one of the
2: reasons we expanded was just a very practical reason like we were starting to sell kegs to um, bars and restaurants and you know they would call us sometimes hey this is foamy or it's not pouring right or whatever and I really realized like we didn't have a way to serve the beer the way they were serving the beer so I just felt like just for for quality check purposes or just for, um, you know, so that we could replicate what they were doing. Like we, it really was important that we put in a draft system and be able to do that. So anyway, we, I mean, on that, on that topic, we brought you what looks like four beers, but it's really two beers. Oh my God. I love this. So it doesn't happen that often, but once in a while, um, we get to compare, cask and draft versions of the same beer okay and maybe we won't taste any difference i don't know (laughs) um the difference in process is uh well why we started off with cask ale to begin with is because really we just could save money on equipment because you can go right from the fermenter into the firkin put a little sugar in there or whatever your method is you know, hammer in that bunghole and it, <laughs> and the yeast does all the work for you. And then 10 days later, you're pouring it and you don't need bright tanks. You don't need mm-hmm. to carbonate it. You don't need a carb stone. You don't need any of that stuff. So it's like
1: naturally carbonated in yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, and Lori knows all about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And the thing is that, you know, beer is very ancient and cellars are also ancient and beers and wines and cheeses belong in cellars. And so those foods and drinks have really um, been designed to live at cellar temperature for hundreds and hundreds of years. So um, we serve our beer at cellar temperature, which... um, has changed a little bit. Our first brewer was really into like the 54 degrees, but okay. recent surveys in the UK have <laughs> indicated that people would be okay with having the beer a little bit cooler. Little bit cooler. So we're probably between 48 and 50 degrees in okay. the cold box. By the time it gets into your glass it might be, you know, around 50, 51 degrees. So we've got so we've got our ESB called the Lucky Penny in yes. cask the first one is cask and the this second is one is draft okay. and it's literally the same beer so we with the cask we put it in the cask with a little priming sugar and we leave it there for seven to ten days and it carbonates itself
1: Ooh, it smells good all right so this is the esb on cask mm. okay it's a little chilly out here too so i don't know
2: perfect it's, it's very perfect scottish for, weather today yeah, it's very
1: british
2: mm. very
0: scottish
1: oh yeah that's good it's
0: really good. Oh, I'm so excited that we have a naturally conditioned ale and a force-carved ale.
2: Yeah. So the <laughs> so the thing about the you know I know I know um, we we even joke ourselves about warm flat beer. So it's not warm. It's just less cold for yeah. some. It's
1: not like thirty degrees.
2: <laughs> and it's not heavily carbonated, but you definitely get this little uh, cool. buzz so, on yeah. your tongue. You definitely can feel that it's not just flat. There's something in there. Um, which is kind of pleasant. But the thing about it not being super, super carbonated or even, you know, to regular what you're used to in a bar is that I feel like you can really taste it so well. Like, you really can taste it the, the as it goes over your really tongue. The is really
0: coming through of this ESB, which I really love. Color's dark. I love it. Do you know any, about, anything about the uh, grain bill on...
2: The grain bill questions are, um, sadly, <laughs> the defer. domain of it's okay. the Steven, brewers.
1: Stephen had his chance, and he totally uh, yeah. bailed. Yeah, he'll so, get his chance. You know, yeah. Get his chance. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to him soon. But um, no, it's interesting to hear about the process because, like, not many breweries do cask. I mean, yeah. you guys, Yorkshire, I mean, Yorkshire Square. I think there's some breweries that have like a cask program but it's like they have what is it called on the the firkins, or the furkin there's like a whole bunch of different kinds of vessels
2: well the yeah the vessel names I don't know all of them but they're the, the different sizes yeah, so yeah, you a have a you sizes, start with yeah. a pin which is five mm-hmm. gallons ish and then you go to a furkin and then somewhere in there there's a hogshead, and there's Wait, there's there different a names ton in there <laughs> yes let's say yes in there's the a shit ton
0: Oh, isn't that one of the sizes? Is actually called yes, okay, let's, so let's go with that. <laughs> oh, it's called a shit ton. I thought I've, I'm thinking of a visual, it's resource probably pronounced <laughs> differently.
1: Maybe.
2: It's like shit-on. it would be a shite ton if it was British or <laughs> sh- Scottish. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so, this, so is the cat. this is. I think do we need uh, yeah. to do one like, yeah, looking at I'm them gonna try the second side. one side
1: by side.
0: I mean, they look virtually.
1: Yeah, they look the same. I'm assuming. I'm assuming oh, wow. cask doesn't. Oh, okay. is it different? I
2: know which one you guys are gonna like the best. Have you done this before? <laughs> She's
1: like, oh wow, oh wow. I,
2: I don't. Like I, you know, I'm around beer every day. I, I'm actually. I'm actually a secret. Not. Um, I don't really drink that much. Whenever oh. I drink oh, a beer, I literally you. have one pint and I'm done. So I don't do a lot of like this, getting a flight, comparing and contrasting.
1: It's fun. It's fun, right? Yeah. But yeah, they are so different. So different. They are different. But they're like do you both know, really good. But, but do you see what I
2: mean? Like yeah. you can really taste all the flavors in yes. the cask ale. There's so many flavors. There's sweetness, tanginess, all like kinds the of hops. stuff. There's a little.
0: Yeah. And everything
1: in the cast. And that's the thing about carbonation. It's a little tobacco-y. It will, yeah, carbonation will like, and that's why people are like, we'll let it warm up a little bit, Yeah, you know. Wow. Our original
2: brewer, Andy, would take a spoon with him wherever he went, and he would literally just stir the beer to get the CO2 out of there. (laughs) That's his own beer that that he was drinking? No, just like, at just bars like or d- other breweries, really, like, <laughs> <'Cause I can't gasps> oh, to really get the <gasps> no. taste. Just yeah, he just you know I guess was telling everybody just there was too much it carbon. Yeah, I was like, that's what I was gonna yeah. say,
1: degas. Yeah, that's funny. God,
0: I, I wonder what people. I can see how the force-carbed one, you know, it has its own characteristics, and it's still super good. By the way, I mean, it has a different sensation in the mouth. Yeah, different mouth feel, I would mm-hmm. say. But you can taste uh, the bittering hops, I I believe, a little bit more in the the cask version.
1: This is interesting. Like, there are some breweries that make ESBs, but, like, how traditional, I don't know. I would trust you guys over most breweries in terms of, like, a traditional ESB. And this is really good. And I feel like I told you over email, I was like, I made one. Mm -hmm. I wasn't super pumped about it because I was like, it's a little too malty. But, like... This is, there's there's a malty balan- like balance like Oh yeah, we're there. all about the malt here. yeah We don't
2: shy away from malt. I think
1: maybe it wasn't too mm-hmm. off. I still have some, we should try one when we get home, but. You were
2: like,
0: it's ruined.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: no. I don't know, I don't know. said it's know. too malty, I said, that sounds But good. you know what, I
1: tried it yesterday, and it was actually like, it had mellowed out some. I think mm. I just needed to condition it in the keg a little bit, but I kind of want to try cask now that will be
2: fun. I mean, it goes down easy too. You can Ugh. see how, sort of, in the British pub culture, they can just they it's just good. just one after the other. <laughs> yeah, because it's.
0: What's the ABV on this?
2: Oh, it's, it's like five point three or something. I don't know. That's can our I favorite ABV, five point three.
0: Because I I keg I'll condition in a keg, mm-hmm. um, with priming sugar mm-hmm. actually with honey, and then I use gas to serve it with the, the cask. I notice which I've never seen before until I've been here because I've never really traveled to Great Gwent- or whatever. But I see there's like a pumping action. Is yes. that how you're extracting it out of the cask? Yes. They're serving gas? Or? No.
2: Um, actually, so, um, so you're, we're basically sucking the beer out of the cask. If we weren't serving it to you through a mechanism, we could just uh, gravity pour it right. for you. Because um, But... Instead, um, we are, you know that would be. Are the
0: casks That's right cool. under the counter
2: there? They no, they're in the cold box okay. behind the bartenders, mm-hmm. and I can take you back there so you can take Ooh. pictures. <gasps> so in the there. in the early days, and actually until pretty recently, we um, we had a rack, mm-hmm. and all the casks sat like not exactly uh, level. they're slightly tipped towards the front. And uh, we still attached the spigot to tubes so that we could, um, you know, pour it through the. the they're called beer engines. Ooh.
1: Yes, that's what I've heard. Engines. Yeah, yeah. beer engines.
2: Um, but recently, uh, about a year ago, we switched. Maybe t- two years ago, we switched to a really cool gadget called a cask wedge. Ooh. And I really love this device. It's very simple. It's basically. If you imagine like a floppy tube made of rubber, and at the end of this tube, it's like kind of, I don't know, like a big fat, like a, the size of a, a little bit bigger than the straw you use for that. What's that drink with the, um, Boba. The bo- yeah, boba. Oh. It's kind of like, <laughs> like a, a little bit straw. thicker than a boba straw, <laughs> but it's like flexible and rubber. And at one end, it has a float and a little filter. So what happens is when you put the tube in the beer, it kind of comes up like a J. Uh-huh. Yes. And then it's a and it, it's a wit. It's called a cask widge, And that floats just below the surface of the beer. And what that lets you do is it lets you have the cask on its end instead of on its belly. Does that make sense? I'm it's making kind of hand like, gestures. It's kind of
1: like a floating dip tube yeah. because people use those for their kegs so that they don't get the, like, they're, usually the dip tube goes all to the bottom and it right. might pick up, like, tribe yeah. and stuff. But mm-hmm. now they have floating dip tubes where it's, like, it
0: is like a jelly. There's a little ball. It floats yeah. at the top. Yeah. And There's you get, like, the clearest. Yeah. The floating yeah. widget and the Bottingtons. Is that what I'm thinking of, too? No, a
2: widget is more about um, – uh nitro right. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so this is just it's just yeah. sounds like it but it's called a wedge. so okay. what this lets us do is um first of all it's a safety i thought it was a safety issue because now you know we have bartenders of all shapes and sizes yeah and lifting having to lift those casks up onto those racks oh, was yeah. really treacherous and this way we can just leave the casks on end and when it's ready to tap them you just hammer the thing in You don't have to move it anywhere. You don't have to jiggle the beer most importantly yeah, So yeah, yeah. it's already going to be really clear. I mean our beers are always clear But it's gonna you know, you're not you don't have to let it settle like traditionally with cask ale yeah. You haul that that firkin up on the rack and then you got to let it sit for 24 yeah. hours oh, and yeah. while everything settles and all this stuff this way everything is settled we're not disturbing anything. We're just putting that wedge in there, and it's just much easier, much better. So I'll show you that. But we don't have that impressive. It was impressive to have that, that rack of casks. Which what do you guys use
1: for things? casks? Is it like, what's the material? Is it stainless, stainless. steel? OK, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Yeah. And then do you we do Actually, we
2: hammer? used plastic. Hey, we're sitting at a table <laughs> made from recycled plastic oh, firkins, sad. our first firkins that Firkin we used. Table nice yes okay. but now we've graduated to stainless steel have you I done the it. the
1: hammer into the cask and like opened it thing that thing i that, have that not. The shit out <laughs> of. whenever we're at
2: a festival <laughs> like, like when we go to festivals sometimes we take firkins with us and alistair is always the one that does the hammering but yeah like I should do it. I would be
1: kind of scared. I'm like, well, there's all beer just shooting out all over the place. Because there's
2: so many videos on YouTube of like, <laughs> yeah, so many. of disasters. Yeah. I know it's
0: ceremonial, but yeah, also like a a home video's yeah. gone wrong situation. Yeah. But a
2: lot of those a lot of what you're seeing there is badly conditioned beer. So the word conditioned just means carbonated. Yeah. Right? So if you don't know what you're doing, you could seriously overcarbonate your beer oh, and yeah. then you get a gusher when you open it. But we have everything Bottle so uh, We hungers. have everything very <laughs> dialed in. So by now we like really have much tighter controls although okay. even even within our controls like some t- some beers will be a little more lively and some a little less lively it also has to do with uh, dark beer versus light oh. beers you know some are just um oh we're getting the patio heater is ooh. that Boothang
1: right here is this Alistair? Alistair? yeah Hi. he's bring, <laughs> bringing bringing oh, yeah, some fire over has. to us nice to meet you yes you too Okay. Thanks for. Yeah, uh nice. I mean, well, I like thanks for bringing the fire thing, over. <laughs> 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 yeah, thanks. Thank Your you. wife is awesome, by the way. If waiting. you didn't already know, my husband is oh, awesome. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> As he like scoots the fire closer <laughs> to us. Thank you. So nice. nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is our like little remote uh, situation. I yeah. Pet it. Yeah, cool. pet it. That's, <laughs> Let's name it. that's the thing that's keeping the wind from uh, yeah, like hitting the mic directly. It's, yeah, it's annoying, but um, yeah. that's cool that uh so actually, I, we saw Alistair just now. How did you guys kind of start McLeod? Can we get like a brief history on yeah. that?
2: I um, got a divorce. My first husband made a lot of money, and okay. um, when we got divorced, I realized, oh shit, he's ta- <laughs> he's got all the money. Uh-oh. Oh no! so um but I met Alistair and he didn't have any money and um we were both bagpipers uh, it was, fine for, no. it was fine for a while it was fine for a while I had a deal with my first husband whoa, 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 I'm gonna stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're
0: both bagpipers no let's go back to that we did not you know are a bagpiper man. no no you and Alistair. oh me and Alistair <laughs> that's that's not something I've ever said
2: no, it's crazy. Uh, just coincidentally, Alistair and I started piping at the same time, but we didn't know each other.
1: Piping. There I love you go. this.
2: And another coincidence is that Alistair was a landscaper and he was landscaping in my neighborhood. <laughs> and piping. when I was no, I was piping in my backyard.
1: Okay.
2: And so he came looking for me, but he thought I was an old Scottish guy. Stop. <laughs>
1: I cannot breathe. Okay, hold on. And that's how we met He's
0: like picking weeds. He hears the bagpipes. He's like, what? He thought you were
2: like... He An did, old Scottish yeah. person. He's like, I, I must find this guy. Oh, my and God. And then I started hearing bagpipes. I was like, what the heck? How is it possible that I just took up bagpipes, and now I'm hearing bagpipes, and I never heard bag? It was Alistair trying to get me to... Oh, my God. He was trying to signal signal me. So like, like 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 love, I'm love la- language. Yes. Like it's like I'm, wild animals. Like. Yes. Oh, I love yes. this story so much, Jennifer. But I never responded because I was just like, whatever... Uh,
0: there's I don't an, know what to another, do. I hear a bagpipes. Piper in it didn't the occur to
2: me to <laughs> to call back to him with my bagpipes. But eventually, he figured out which house I lived in. Okay. And he wanted to know what it was like to be married to a bagpiper because he, of course, assumed it was my not, husband.
1: Yeah, got it.
2: And I was married at the time, and he was married at the time, but we uh, we split up. And a few years later, actually, it took a few years, and then... Yeah, man. And the rest is bagpipe history. Yes, I told my, <laughs> my husband, you can have your cello teacher, and I'm taking Alistair. So that's what happened. <laughs> oh, and wow. we'll get, we, I love it. Yeah. So um, so we After had... hours. So seven years, I had seven years of um, being kind of taken care of financially, but at the end of about year four or five, I was like, I need to... Like, my time is almost up and I need to get a job or do something. And so <clears throat> I had a list of stuff that would.
1: And was beer on the list? It was,
2: yeah. Wow, like dog walking, awesome. cupcake shop, art gallery, and brewery.
0: Very it was wow. That was my That was my list.
2: Interesting
0: of you. I love it.
2: <laughs> and I was going to do it on my own, and then I realized I was a big, fat chicken. So when I re- when I realized I wanted to persuade Alistair c- to come on board, I kind of crossed the cupcake shop off the list and probably <laughs> probably the art gallery, too. But Alistair's very artistic. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, he, he loves fixing things. He loves machines. He's been saying that since the day we met. I love machines. I love fixing things. So what better than to, then to oh, give him a brewery him to, to fix brewery. every oh, day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I wish my
0: husband... I'm, I'm
1: sorry, so is he is he into beer, too? Or were you guys also... I mean, as
2: much... You know, we were never, like, into... like at a lot Scottish, of Scottish,
0: isn't that part Yeah, of I being. mean, his
2: dad ran a, a little pub in the highlands of okay. Scotland. Oh, nice. okay. so And he's worked behind the bar. But neither of us were, like, uh, craft beer fanatics, mm-hmm. really. It just was, like...
0: And was this in Los Angeles area, or...?
2: Where? What? Wait, where you guys met? Yeah, Sherman Oaks, oh, just down it. the street.
0: I used to live
1: in Sherman Oaks, mm, off yeah. of Ventura and Van Nuys. Yeah.
2: I love this yeah. love
0: story. Yeah. I know it's cute. It's kind of like, like it. landscaping, Sherman Oaks.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why actually there weren't any plants here when we moved in, oh and now God. we have a bougainvillea, we have some mm, uh, morning glory, we have wild. hops growing, those are hops up I there, know, I noticed and all along this fence, here. you'll see those more in a little while. Uh, let's but.
0: not forget the city, you know, oh, the palm, the palm, palm trees, trees. Yeah. courtesy of City of Los Angeles, thank you very much.
1: That's yeah. cool, how did you guys pick... Van Nuys as a location yeah. cause that's uh, just very
2: just luck we actually had a wide area that we were looking in and uh, actually one of Alice, one of Alister's employees lived in this neighborhood and when he was driving by this building it, ha- it had a lease sign on it so that's yeah. cool you guys
1: are like in the middle of like 20 auto bodies yes
2: it's, but it's you're loud. Super it could be worse. lucky
0: to have this <laughs> space considering yes. the time oh know, my the, gosh. the brewery regulations I'm, I'm, that are happening yeah. right now
2: and we didn't at first we only had half of that of one building yes. and, and this where we're sitting now it was a fenced in really ugly parking lot with terrible paving mm-hmm. So little by little, we grew enough to just be totally set up for yeah. a pandemic. And you Amazing. guys
1: opened your kitchen right before. Absolutely. Yes, we right opened before. our kitchen. I kitch- remember that. Yeah. I was like, you guys were literally the only brewery that was like technically open for like months. At least yes. up here.
2: I felt very bad also, about that. Also, you had darts. I mean. Yeah feel bad but she like really it can.
1: is you, you you had your situation was your situation you
2: couldn't help it. <laughs> we we actually you know we actually gave a little seminar to the all the other the brewer's guild about opening a kitchen and we we invited the our architect and the people who helped oh, cool. us and several other breweries have since opened kitchens with those those same people. It's, so it's, it's actually there's a lot of benefits to having a kitchen beyond just that they the health department won't shut you down. Um, When you open a kitchen, all of a sudden you get these really cool privileges on your license, um, like being able to serve guest taps, guest beer, and uh, wine and cider. I love this. So, you know, it's at first we just really wanted to be like a production brewery. I never really wanted to be like a brew pub or anything. But it is really nice when um, customers can, you know, come and maybe they're not beer drinkers but they yeah. want to hang out with their friends so they they can have wine now and cider really we sell a lot of cider sales. actually and yeah, your
1: pizza so nice. is phenomenal it's oh, so good oh, it's so good the I know spicy s- italian that is oh what I yeah i love the oh, cheese plate so
2: good i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> cheese plate is good yeah. <laughs> it's funny i it has a lot of sweet cheeses in there and every once in a while i want to kind of i'm more a tangy cheese person but i don't want to i don't want to micromanage so but it is it's some good cheese. I, I, I brought one home to my daughter
0: and she was like <gasps> And then I thought, Oh wait, I can actually now bring my daughter to the brewery. She's eating a cheese Her plate daughter, I'm drinking way, Scottish is like a, Mona is a charcuterie master. She's a charcuterie
2: oh, expert, yes. Oh old is she? She's 13. like thirteen. Oh, we are just um so we uh, we had we've changed chefs in the pizza kitchen and the first chef was really into British cuisine. Um, eh. I had actually sent him to Scotland to um, intern at a oh. at a place where he learned to make meat, you know, true Scottish meat pies and stuff like that. And he was making That's his awesome. own British bacon. <clears throat> oh, wow. So the Brit- British, there's nothing like British bacon. It's the best. It's called, also called back bacon. And it's, it's... I think I've had cause it. I, yes, I, study, I've had I studied abroad
1: in London for like three Oh, yeah, months. you've had it. Yeah. Like if you
2: had a, a, traditional, a traditional English traditional breakfast, breakfast, yeah. So it's good, right? That kind of bacon, it's so meaty and so good. And so our first chef was making that kind of bacon, but when he left, he kind of, I think he was just doing it in an intimidating way and nobody wanted to um, carry on with the bacon. But now that things are copacetic in the kitchen and we're on a groove, we're bringing back the bacon. So we have our first batch that's just finishing up curing. So we- Wait, you're
0: curing it on site? Uh huh. Stop.
2: Stop. Okay. I hope it works because it was so right. easy. It was so easy. So I'm hope I'm just hoping. I mean, you basically just get like this cut of pork loin and rub. Um, I think he used actually a curing salt, but I think you can just rub salt and sugar over the whole oh thing my God. and let it sit for a week. Just keep adding salt and sugar all week, oh, Lord. and then you rinse <laughs> it all, all, off all off after a week. You rinse it all off, and then you hang it for two days. And we actually created, like, a little bucket with a bar so we can hang the bacon in there, put the lid on, because when our first chef was doing it, I think he was, like, using one of the cold boxes for beer, and, like, the brewer was like, no, 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 you can't hang your (laughs) bacon in here. here." (laughs) So um, (laughs) anyway, it's super easy, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that sounds really good yeah
0: wait let's pop into this next one yeah Yeah. this is actually actually
2: i have to say i have always insisted i didn't i don't really tell the brewers what to brew ever except that I do insist on a brown ale, so I kind of feel responsible for is the this, fact that we have is this. Is the brown? This is yes. cut, cutting yes. bracken. cutting bracken. And by the way, or... all our all our beers, most of our beers, especially the McLeod ones, are named after bagpipe tunes. So <gasps> cutting bracken is a Piping bagpipe tune. That's romantic. <laughs> Wait, it's the romantic.
0: I think you. Uh, I, I into... think you would
2: make an excellent bagpipe student. Stop. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, <laughs> she would. <was>. She's artsy.
0: <laughs> She's very musically inclined. Oh my God. I think. Uh, the, right. No, me and I begged my her parents, daughter is for sure. My daughter is Mozart knows
1: all the, interest, all the instruments. Wait, can I? I want to kind of guess which one is cask and which one is not because okay, I won't show you the. I know. I they've the been kind, they've been kind of sitting here. I feel
0: bad, but let me see if I can guess. Let's see. It's so apparent. There's. It's no question. To me, it's okay. more apparent. The bub on the cask is just more delicate it's Ooh. more like um it's like oh, oh yeah that was easy but, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this middle one is the
1: cast yeah. and the outside is the um,
0: god but they're s- both so good yeah. I think it's like force carbonation really does affect the flavor oh yeah carbonation is
2: like an ingredient I get, the, no, no, I, get I get the I get the um the nice burnt the burnt toast effect i yeah. get it a lot more on the cask yes than i do on the draft
0: but the, the, the i think like the <clears throat> burnt toast, i'm assuming yeah. i'm also like new to brewing but i think the bittering she's not, she's not. Uh, <laughs> a, the bittering hops kind of comes through a little bit more i think in the cask yeah i mm-hmm. i get
1: what you mean it kind of like lingers on the tongue a bit uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah it's got like a nice little mm.
2: To me the carbonation on the draft is kind of like a barrier almost like between the flavor and your tongue. Yes. It's like another element that gets that takes so much attention that you can't like really focus on the flavor of the beer as you know what, much. This
0: is why I think forced carbonation is why people can pound beers because they're just they're not tasting it. I mean it the the carbonation is like <laughs> yeah. it is like you said, it's a barrier. It's just more like getting a, hydration like into your system almost at a certain degree the body though it's interesting the body is the same like the viscosity of it Mm -hmm. almost yeah the i am surprised that i i feel like the cask would
1: be there's the cask has a little bit more of that mouth feel that body obviously the one that's forced carbonated is a little bit crisper
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. But they are crystal.
1: essentially very similar, I think. In terms of, like, the, I don't know, I guess, they use the same mash temperature.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, until until it comes out of the fermenter, it's the same batch, we just split yeah. it. So we don't do anything different with the brewing. It's I just what that. happens after the fermenter. That And to me, it's a little bit like... Um, Commercial bread versus like uh, sourdough. It's like the sourdough takes long. You know, there's it takes longer. It matures more. The the yeast has more interaction with the product. Yeah. So you're. It's not just the carbonation level. I mean, this is. This is ready to go as soon as yeah. we filter it. This it's takes like another 7 to 10 days, re, you know, reacting with again, yeast yeah. and re fermenting and mm-hmm. all that. So it's bound to add, yeah. you know, typically cask adds some fruity esters and, you know. Totally. So, um, it's cool.
0: I when I like keg my beers, I always because I I've, I've just now started to force carb things. I was keg carving. Um, but the last two beers I kegged, I've also filled bottles um, with, like, bottling drops um, to naturally carbonate. And I, I haven't been able to taste them yet. I haven't, got, I haven't gotten there yet. But I was saying for any uh, home brewer who's thinking about forced carb versus naturally carbonating, this would be a great place to hit up if you wanted to taste them side by side. I'm so yeah. glad. I didn't even realize that they were, I've been here like a couple times before. I didn't even realize you had the same beers on both draft systems. So yeah, really, we don't really cool. always,
2: we don't always, but luckily right now we do. Um, yeah, but even we took beers wh- that we had on cask and we bottle conditioned them mm-hmm. in the beginning and there was even a difference there. So just... Oh, so cask conditioning
0: and bottle conditioning, even another yeah. difference? Between? I don't
2: know if it's the size of the vessel oh, or well, what, possibly. but... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, the but, surface but, um, area maybe. I feel like
1: yeah. probably going to there's always going to be a slight difference yeah. no matter what yeah, you do. Yeah, the equipment you but, use. But yeah, that's cool. I wonder, can you cast condition in a keg <laughs> or is yes, it just... Yes,
2: because we were doing that. Keg conditioning. Okay, so it's, it's the same, yeah, okay. Cast condi- condition, it doesn't matter what the vessel is, as long as okay. it can be completely sealed. Mm-hmm. So that no gas can escape. Oh, I keep, can I hold I so cast condition just means that it's condi- it's carbonated in the vessel that you're gonna serve it. So from. you've been
1: cast conditioning for oh my God. years. And I keep saying you can keg condition. A, like
0: a dum dum. No, should it's be a, like, no.
2: That's fine. Cast condition. No, I mean, <laughs> we we would call it keg condition too if we okay. did it in a keg. That's fine. And bottle conditioned. You know, yeah, just yeah. Um, so. I mean, but I
1: don't it, know. I feel like bottle might be different, but like.
0: I don't know. A cake? I don't know. I think it's... I think it's the same because you put it... Well, I think from a home brewing perspective, you put it in... Like you rack it into a bottling bucket or a bottling vessel and then you fill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless That's you're cool. using those drops. I don't know. This has been so great, Jennifer. Yeah. Thank you so much you're for... You're welcome. Pouring us these incredible beers. Those are fun side-by-side. Yes. Yeah, side. Super really cute. Fun. And we love... Yeah. F- hearing the story of mcleod and thank you so yeah. much
2: my ex-husband hates hearing the story of <laughs> we'll make sure he's to like send please stop uh, stop telling that story and i'm like it's we'll the story s- we'll send him I'm a sorry. link as soon as it's done just
1: <laughs> shoot his email you know? <laughs> we'll tag him in the post but just, uh
2: yeah do you have any final thoughts or i just want to thank yeast for making all of this possible <laughs>
0: We love you. You just really connected with us. <laughs> we love you. We love her. This is I
2: mean, p- pizza. I mean, dough. We're experimenting with sourdough in there. You know, the beer. It's all due to yeast. Yeah. What would we do without it?
0: Okay. So, for all of our listeners, if you are in the LA area, please come by McLeod Ale on what street again?
2: Calvert Street.
0: Yes. In Van Nuys, in Van Nuys California. California. The second largest brewery
1: in Van Nuys. Yes, That's true. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Guys, and, look at uh, me. I
2: don't even want to drink the. I don't even want to. I drink mean, we'll the drink apples. it for you. <laughs> yeah, you can pour it. Into don't our... tease us with Aww. a good time. <laughs>
1: All right. See ya later. And uh, I think this maybe the second
0: part of this. We'll talk to the brewer. We'll see if Steven decides yes, to. Yes, we'll get more intel into yeah. cloud ales. Thank yeah, you. if you want
2: to know about the the grains and the hops and all that stuff, which have changed a lot, you yeah, know. over okay. the years. Thank yeah, you. cool.
1: Well, thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Slumjimba. Oh wait, should we do a <laughs> cheers? Yes. Cheers. Yeah. All right. There we go. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brood Up Podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Brood Up is a Hop LA production. The Brood Up music is produced by LA legend producer Elusive.